Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 195 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was Snafu with Amazing Waste. That's off their Exile Banishment album. Just came out last week on Housecore Records. Uh, that's, a, that's a song for the dirty people. Did you like it? You might be dirty. That's the way it goes. I mean, if you like that DB kind of diss hardcore, then uh, you might have a hygiene problem. Or you might not, and you might live nice and clean and just like your music a little dirty. And that's that's me. I am the exception to this rule. You might be too. But uh, first, I'm going to suspect that you aren't. You're dirty. So, uh, yeah, I hope you liked that song. I liked it. The rest of the album's really cool too. So, as I mentioned, it's out already. You should check it out. Snafu, Exile slash Banishment, uh, out now everywhere on Housecore Records. So that's an album that just came out. And now, for the rest of the episode, we're going to talk about an album that has yet to come out, but will be out soon, October 29th to be exact. We'll see the release of the debut full-length from Chicago's MH Chaos. Anchet and Evan, guitar and bass from the band, are with me on this episode to discuss that record, the band, Chicago Hardcore, and uh, a little bit else. What exactly? You'll have to listen to find out. Let's do the intro. What's good, all you bitches and bitches? It's the illustrious hot dog back at it again with another podcast intro. They said, Oh, you want to do a podcast intro for the Get It Out podcast? I said, Oh, shit, I gotta write a rap first, don't I? They said, No, you don't gotta write a rap first. It's a hardcore podcast. I said, All right, I think I can maybe make that happen. Let's see what we can do. Check it. Make family out of friends, make friends out of enemies. Peace to my family, make friends till they bury me. All the places we've been, we're never sitting it out. We be getting it in, where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been, we're never sitting it out. We'll be getting it in. 
All right, so here we are. The last episode before I start talking about basketball on every episode. Because that's right, basketball is back this week, baby. So life gets back to normal. The Sixers are ready to disappoint me. And uh, you're going to be hearing about it each and every week, I suspect. But until then, you've got this episode. All right, so I got to talk to you a little bit about sports right off the bat, right? Um, the Eagles played the Buccaneers on Thursday night. Knew that was a loss going into it. And uh, turns out it absolutely was. Okay, so moving on from that. Uh, fantasy football, I'm doing terrible, terrible, terrible this year. Today, I thought I had uh, something going for me. Uh, this week, I should say. I thought I had something going for me. It looked like my team was going was gonna to do great. And then Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen... Uh, dropped off the face of the earth. So uh, I'm back to hating uh, fantasy football. I, it brings me no joy. I don't know why I sign up for it every year. It's just a waste of money. Last year, I came in second place for the first time ever I placed. Uh, even though I had Alvin Kamara and he had six touchdowns in the championship game and I still lost. That's how much I hate fantasy football. But I'm here again, doing it again. And uh, I'm sucking again. I am one in four. This is by far my worst season so far. About to be one in five, I think. Is that possible? Are we on week six? If we are, I've only won one. So that's what I do know. And uh, it's not going well. I just got Stefan Diggs and A.J. Brown still to go this week. And they got to they gotta score me like a combined 60 points, which is possible, but not probable. It's not probable. It's not going to happen. Um, so I'm going to put those... Uh, those far-reaching dreams aside and just accept defeat for this week again. Uh, and it's not its not a case where I can tank and get the worst pick or the best pick. Uh, that's not how it works. It's an auction draft. So I just got to quit. You know, I got to throw in the towel. But anyway, speaking of things that are disappointing, I'm drinking a, uh, a beer right now. It's from Snyder's of Hanover who make pretzels. That's a, that's a snack food company around here. Um, I believe they call Hanover the snack food capital of the world, and it'd be hard to argue against that. There are chip factories on every corner, uh, pretzel factories here and there, everywhere. But this is a uh, it's a beer, a pretzel Marzen beer that they made in collaboration with Captain Lawrence Brewery, um, who are not from around here, so I'm not sure how that collab came about. Um, Elmsford, New York is Captain Lawrence. And uh, you know what? It doesn't taste a thing like pretzel. I thought it'd be cool. It's not. It's just like a, it's just another Marzen. And I'm tired of the damn Marzen beers. All right? Every, every October, I buy these Marzen and pumpkin beers. And I don't like any of them. But I do it. I do it. All, it's like this fantasy football thing. I sign myself up for disappointment every time. I think maybe this will be the year I like it. No, it's not. And here I am talking about it, telling you about it. You don't want to hear about it. But somebody's got to hear about it. And it's going to be you. All right? Um, but other than that, I have been wondering lately about people whose houses have the mailbox on the opposite side of the road. Uh, that seems unfair. It seems like your house should be cheaper if you're on the, on the side without the mailboxes. There should be a reduction in your mortgage for living on the opposite side of the street of your mailbox. But I also feel that there should be an uh, increase in your life insurance. Because you're walking across the street 100% more than your across-the-street neighbors. They've got it easy and safe over there. They just walk down to the curb and grab some mail. you got to walk across the street. Forget how busy it is. It could happen to anybody. Winter, snowplows, and you got to get your mail? That's a death sentence. Maybe not immediately. Maybe it'll take a couple years. But eventually, you're going to get run over by a snowplow. And uh, I don't think that's very fair. 
And I think your house should be cheaper, but I do think you should pay more in uh, life insurance. I don't, I don't want to um, encourage fraud, but maybe not tell your life insurance company that you live on the opposite side of the street as your mailbox. Could be a bad move. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe they're not onto this yet. Maybe I'm just the first one to think of it. Probably I'm a trendsetter like this. Okay, as I mentioned on this episode, I have an interview with Anchet and Evan. They play guitar and bass in MH Chaos. MH Chaos has a new record coming out on Fast Break Records and From Within Records. It's a co-release. It hits the streets October 29th. There's a couple different versions out there. You can go buy them now. You should quickly. I know Fast Break is like basically sold out. And they're the ones with the extra songs. So uh, if you missed that, too bad. But From Within has a few copies left, so go check them out. Okay, so before we get into this interview, I'm going to play you a song from that record. It's going to be Chaos Returns. This track is currently available streaming everywhere and will be for the end of time, I suspect. But you're going to listen to it right now here on Getting It Out Podcast, episode 195. find hardcore um i mean i guess i'll go first uh when i was like 11 or 12 my uncle was kind of into like a few punk bands but he showed me that that kind of, that's kind of where i first got like a like a feeling for it i guess or like a feeling for hardcore um but then it wasn't really till like middle school one of my best friends at the time who i played hockey with like found like i don't know i can't even remember how he found it he had like a mad ball cd 
uh, he'd set it off, and then he had uh, the Black My Heart record, and um, we both started just, he, like, showed me those, and we'd listen to them, and then I got, like, really into, uh, like, Death Before Dishonor. It was, like, a really big band for me that I kind of got me into it. Um, so that's kind of, like, my star is just, like, my, one of my best friends, like, childhood best friends kind of got me into it. Yeah, honestly, like, similar for me. Um, for me, it was probably uh, essentially my brother, my blood brother. Um, he he got me into skateboarding as a young child. And skateboarding, I mean, as, like, a young brown kid coming into this world, like, I mean, I've learned about a lot of fucking bands and kind of shit that I would never have been exposed to. So um, him... You know, him playing in bands um, before I even knew what playing in a band was and knew if that it was even possible for some people like us, you know, um, you know, seeing him do it first. And, you know, he would play a venue kind of close by um, where we lived in Aurora called uh, Doug's Rock House. It used to be called Riley's Rock House. A lot of fucking cool shows happened there. And he would go to shows there all the time and um, play in the band. And um, eventually, you know, that kind of inspired me to do the kind of same shit. And uh, yeah, we uh, ended up getting to play that same venue. Um, and yeah, just kind of similar to Evan, um, bands like Death Before Dishonor, Hoods, Madball, Terror, um, Naysayer, uh, you know, those are kind of bands that we were lucky enough to see at that time. And, and in addition to that, you know, I, there was a great uh, local scene, you know, coming in around there so you know there's a lot of cool like I'm on metalcore shit you know I was like more heavily into that at first and that's kind of more what I was exposed to yeah but um as time went on uh you know I, I heard there was more straight up hardcore bands that played and uh, I would see these bands play at this venue and uh and now those same people that I saw when I was so young and I thought you know it's just like I know I thought I would never be in that world, but now I'm in, I'm in bands with some of these fucking people too. So it's funny how this shit works. It is, and that's it's funny. Um, you say you. It sounds like both you guys were getting into it around the same time frame, and to me, it sounds like early two thousands, maybe you know, give or take a couple of years. Um, and uh, like like you're talking about the, the metalcore influence was huge back then. I don't even know that we called it metalcore. You know, it was just that was part of hardcore. Like not you know that it isn't so much these days, but that's that's the way I felt it was back then. Um, but I remember like when I remember when bands like Death Before Dishonor started like really getting popular, and uh, and it, and it did seem like oh more this is this is like the real hardcore stuff. Terror started coming out, um, and I also drifted that way too. I think it's funny also you mentioned the skateboarding. Not funny, haha, but funny. Like to me, I always say skateboarding is like the skateboarding is the real gateway drug skateboarding even though i was never any good at it got me into all the things that i would be into it you know it got you into whatever all the music the good music i said i got a i got a skateboard or a, a, a sampler cd with my first pair of skate shoes that had that had all the songs on it um it got me to start smoking weed and drinking when i was way too young it got me to, to meet the guys that i would go to shows with you know like and that's just the way this and it was all and really it all goes back to skateboarding but uh but it's cool yeah. that we each find it different ways you mentioned your local scene evan i know you were somewhere else at the time right you were in new york yeah originally from okay so both of you would have a different answer to this question i'd imagine who was 
if there was, was there a local band at the time you were getting into it that could headline shows? From like from the area? Yeah, like from where you were at. Uh, so I guess for for me, maybe not headline, but like middle of a bill, or like they're kind of popular within like New York City. Uh, this band, Any Last Words, uh, from okay. Binghamton, New York. So they're like they had two singers and it was just like some tough guy beat down shit but like yeah. they were always playing with like uh line of scrimmage or fucking brookside or like any of the bands from down there like we used to play they used to play like a lot of pittsburgh bands too like unit 731 vow of hatred right. uh those bands but they were those that band was probably the probably the biggest band that got out of my town and that and at that point too is still like kind of regionally like the northeast yeah yeah um if uh, we're talking like you know when I like was my like, very first introduction, yeah, when when you started that, getting into it, yeah, locally, uh, who was who was yeah, the big yeah. one? Uh, this band called Through the Fire. Okay, they were a pretty big one. Uh, they were a band that like mixed that metal and hardcore pretty well. Like they had that fine line, and they were one of them that kind of fucking I think drew me over. Like, and they would play with hardcore bands like. They played with the killer. Yeah. Um, you know, before I honestly even knew what the who the killer was, you know. Yeah. I knew five before that. Um but yeah, the killer's another one of them. Um, you know, looking back they yeah, I mean they fucking did a lot of awesome shows and around that time. Um Enjoy the Massacre, uh, was another one. Um rest in peace to our brother Gene who sang for that band. Uh, um, that they were a really great band and they headline shows. Um, and then there's that uh, more death, deathcore, death metal band, uh, Oceano. They were also in that kind of uh, realm, playing those shows. So yeah, they were a big. They always headlined, so I would see that a lot. Well, that, I feel like back then there was a lot more mixed bills too, or a lot more variety, yeah. a lot more. A bigger arc, I should say. Like you, you still get mixed bills now, but back then it was like you could be Oceano and you could have a straight up hardcore band playing on the same show, and it would be totally normal, right? Um, right. Even though they don't necessarily sound the same. Uh, so I guess we could go. Being that you were from Evan, what what year did you move to uh, to Chicago? Uh, I moved to Chicago like the beginning of 2015. So I've been out here almost like six years now. All right, so. Like- Cool. Okay, so rather than ask you when you both started playing music, when did um, when did when did you both start playing music together? Uh, honestly, with MH, like I've been friends with Anche and TJ, like everyone in the band. I've been friends with for I mean, even years before I ended up moving out here. Like we'd all met through like mutual friends through some other bands, um, but really we didn't all start playing music together till MH. Like uh, Beaver, Alex, our drummer. Uh, Anshin and TJ had bitter thoughts and that was just like one of the bands in Chicago that I've always loved and it's like a band that I found out about before I even had met Anshin like uh, John who sings in Anshin's other band Sector actually like introduced me to Anshin like showed me his band and stuff like that and just kind of from there just like we all became really close friends Did you guys know where you wanted to what sounds you wanted to do with MH Chaos when you formed MH Chaos? Uh, I mean, we all definitely have, like, uh, similar tastes as far as, like, older New York stuff goes. You know, like, yeah. everybody gets hurt, neglect, 
uh, mad ball, stuff like that. So we have like a, an idea, but we also wanted to like, we wanted to be Chicago at the same time too, because like it, we all live here and it's, I mean, even for me, it's been like a huge, the scene has been a huge part of my life. So I think it's kind of like drawing influences from like New York hardcore bands, but putting like our own Chicago spin on things and not just like cookie cutter bullshit. Like we, you know, we want to keep it original and try new shit and really that that's all the band I think really was just all of us being close friends. And we just wanted to make a band for Chicago and just have a band where we could just rep for Chicago because like that scene is just given so much to all of us. That's a good answer. And, um, actually I would put this one to you, um, because I've asked this question to a lot of Chicago bands, a lot of Chicago hardcore bands. And the answer is the same every time. And I suspect it will be again. But I gotta try it. If there's a hierarchy as far as Chicago hardcore, what's the what band's at the top, like of all time? What is the Chicago the Chicago hardcore? Band? The Kill. That's, that's, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I think no matter what anyone does or will do in the future, it will never match that. I just don't think it will. Um, and I, I mean, it could match, but at the same time, it's just, just yeah. I mean, we respect the people before us, and um, we wouldn't be shit without them. So, yeah, I mean, they, I think, essentially, yeah, like it all trickles down. And uh, I mean, it's not like they were the first people some of us met coming into the scene. Yeah, it's not like they were like, hey, yeah, like, yo, be a part of this. But um, he would, I mean, Shane Merrill, you. He did. He booked a lot of shows that a lot of us went to. That was like the first, some of the first hardcore shows that a lot of us went to. So, um, yeah, I think we respect that a lot, and that's like just something that we carry on everywhere. Is that like Evan said, we just rep Chicago. It's fine. It's that's awesome, and I, I love that everybody has the same answer. It, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter which Chicago hardcore band I talk yeah. to. They're gonna say the killer, and I'm, that's what I'm gonna expect them to say too. To be honest. Uh, yeah. But it's funny that that for as well known as the killer is in Chicago and in certain circles yeah. of hardcore, but overall not very well known. Yeah. Not at all. I mean, I didn't I didn't personally know about the band until I would say like 2011 when I met John. Like when he was in Warhound, like they're all like, "Oh, you gotta check out the killer." I was like, the "Killer? Like what the fuck is that?" Like, yeah, I'll check it out. Because like in New York, you know, we hear like. Like, at the time, like, Warhound was getting big, but he had, like, Harm's Way, Weekend Nachos, mm-hmm. which, I mean, if anyone doesn't know Weekend Nachos, the band's fucking incredible. But yeah. uh, but even then, like, 2011, like, they showed me The Killer, and I was like, what the fuck? This is, like, the craziest shit I've ever heard. Because it's just, like, I don't know, it's just super heavy, and, like, the lyric, just the lyrics in it are, like, super painful and, like, honest. It's like, I don't know, that, it's just a band that, like, kind of blew, blew me away. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they still. I'm glad they still do some things and exist in a in a way. I know they're not out there night and day, but uh, I'm sure. But they're they they're, they contributed to to your record, right? Yeah, man. Um, man, Shane and Luke, they were uh, you know awesome in you know doing parts on the song that we put out, um, Natural Born Killer. Uh, that yeah, just came I mean, out today, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, streaming now. Um, it's got Shane and Luke on it. Fucking yeah! Please check it out if you get a chance. Um, 
yeah, we love those guys, and it means a lot to makes the track special. Um, you know, another kind of cool part, all that recently found out, um, uh, we have a track coming out called Bond, uh, and we used a clip in the beginning of the track, and it's from this movie called The Untouchables, and Shane's first band, Roundhouse, actually used the same same exact clip in their song, in their first demo. Uh, just, and we, like, just, I, I didn't know, like, none of us knew that, and just fucking mind-blowing that, to have that connection. Yeah. It's fucking cool. It's your first proper full length, right? Yeah. There's, there's, as far as I know, there is a split with Invoke. There's the demo. You have a song on the Unity, once in Unity comp behind you. Um, oh, yeah. And, I, and maybe there's, is there anything else out there? No. No, that's it. That's it? So this record, the self-titled record, you went with the self-titled. Why did you choose self-titled? Dude, I mean, I, I think it just, I, I, I just have <laughs> They just went with it, like, here it is, like, this is what it is, us. Like, I don't know, that's that's how I look at it now. I'm just like, yeah. like, everyone's always like, like, people who don't know, like, just the MH Chaos, like, oh, what's MH Chaos? It's multiple home from Chaos. So, like, I don't know, I guess it's just like, here we are, and, like, this is us. Okay. That's the way to do it. I mean, that's, that's I always think the first record should be the self-title record, because later when you do it, you see when see this band do it twice? That shit makes no sense to me. Drop Dead in Rhode Island did it, like, ten times now. No... Which yeah, it's, it's impossible. But uh, the, I know you've had to explain this a bunch of times, and I know the answer. But for people who are listening who might not, can you please tell me about the name MH Chaos? And are yeah. you, and how long are you going to keep this name before you're tired of before you start switching it up on people and telling them different stories about what it means? You can we do something different every time. Yeah, we should switch it up. Fuck. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, it's a CIA. It was a CIA operation, you know. The government fucking put in place to, you know, just like watch over um, the Black Panthers and like shit that was going on around that time to, like, uncover like treason that was going on. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, in our terms, it's like fuck all that. Like fuck the government. This is like MH. That's our government. Like we are. Like where we come from. You know, Evan comes from Binghamton. I come from India. TJ is Italian. Um, Beaver and Dave come from Hispanic descent. And I think we all come from different fucking places. And, like, we just, our our goal is pretty similar. We all like a lot of the same music and a lot of our thoughts collide. And um, so in terms of the band, it's just like, yeah, we come from different areas. But at the end of the day, well, we're just going to unite to bring fucking chaos. And, yeah, I guess that. I don't know if Evan has more he wants to add to that, but no, I think I think that's pretty spot on. Like, really, for us, like like we kind of said earlier, like a big thing for us is repping Chicago and like showing showing people, you know, our our area and the bands from our area and what we're what we're about. And I think with that name too, like when we go to other scenes, like we want to see what people are about. We want to see them go off, rep their cities, right? Like everyone has a scene; they belong to something, and that's why this shit's important. So, let's see what you guys got. I mean, whatever, whatever, whether it's mosh or whatever you want to say, but like, just like we want to see it. Yeah. It's like, you know, that's our shit. Yeah, hardcore's beautiful. Like, getting to fucking play the shows that we've had to and see the scenes and the people we can't that we've had. To, I mean, it's been great. Like, yeah, and like so far too. I don't think we plan on stopping anytime soon. So like, just meeting more people and like seeing more areas. 
seeing different scenes and just kind of like you know getting those experiences is huge well seeing what seeing what you've been able to see so far and play where you've been able to play what makes chicago the chicago hardcore scene different it's a good question um for me feels like home uh you know a lot of scenes feel like home but i don't know just the venues the people there the people work there and you know i i think that from the old generation to the new there's there's great people in all categories and you can find a way to connect with so many different fucking people and learn so much and i feel like evan can say the same like i learn every day from everyone in our band and everyone i've seen so yeah i think for me that that's what it is and i'm sure a lot of people can say the same for their own scene I mean, yeah, just to go off like what I'm just saying, like I'm not I'm not from Chicago, but um, I like come out and visit periodically and like go to shows and like Ancha said, like it just felt like home. Like yeah, Bingham, like New York, Binghamton feels like home to me for sure. But like something here was just different. I don't know. Like the easiest way to describe it is just like just like the city. Like Chicago is like a hardworking blue collar city. Like no bullshit. Everyone puts their head down and works. Like. I feel like the same could be said for the bands in the scene, the people in the scene. Um, one thing when I like started going to shows here too is like, and not to say like other scenes are like this, but like there's almost like zero sense of like an ego. Like everyone is like happy to just be around each other, have fun, be at the shows, you know, what smoking blunts out back, fucking chilling inside with your friends, doing whatever. Um, I don't know, like I said, it's just like the city, like everyone kind of minds their own business. They rather they're focused on having a good time and like no bullshit. So as long as you just come and you act right, you're not being a shithead, causing trouble, doing whatever, like you won't have an issue and we'll welcome you with open arms. That's great. And from an outsider perspective, and again, from all the bands from Chicago I've sp- spoken to um, over the last couple of years, there seems to be a uh, mutual respect there's like a respect thing happening with Chicago between other bands, between other like the. It doesn't seem cutthroat. Um, again, this is from a very outside perspective, so I don't know. I don't see the the end. But everybody seems supportive of what 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 each other are doing, um, even if it's different. Or and and like I said, everybody all respects the killer. You know what I mean? Like it's like there's everybody seems to be on the same page with like a on on the same wavelength. There's like a high tide raises all ships. You know, and not. Not trying to ch- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
chop each other down and one up each other because first of all it's fucking hardcore and there's nowhere to go so it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's pointless but uh but you so you might as well just have fun with it um yeah. the uh the, the scene the chicago scene though seems stronger than ever and i've seen more bands come from it yeah. recently if, am, am i right in saying that it seems stronger than ever because i don't remember this many bands coming from chicago um yeah i mean i i feel it hundred percent. Like I, I, I mean, yeah. The Midwest and Chicago, I feel like it's been overlooked. Like there's been yeah. definitely some awesome bands. Uh, Weekend Nachos, Harm's Way. Um, I think they they got some pretty good recognition. Yeah. There's some even better bands like Insults to Injury, Fucking Convicted. Like some bands that maybe didn't get off, you know, like that. But the same people are in those in those bands. So, but I think now. There's like younger, younger bands even, and that are bringing new shit to the table, new fucking styles, and just like I don't know, they're just different people, and that's awesome, you know. And I, I think uh, I, I don't know, it's just fucking great to see that there are, um, like that band Break the Cycle, they drove out to Long Island and Pain of Truth added them on a the show, like last minute and just seeing the videos of them having the time in their lives is just that was their second show i mean <laughs> yeah, for best that shit. yeah right i, I got yeah. some some people doing some shit like that and yeah it's just to just to think that someone from chicago did that is pretty cool yeah people respect just going for just yeah. show up and the, you know that's half the battle um but, <laughs> uh so I kind of touched on it a little earlier. I don't know if this is before. I think I said this right right when, when you got on. But you've gotten this extra exposure from a couple of different things. And one of them, of course, is that video. Um, how much of a bump did you see in listeners just from that video? Uh, dude, I, I, don't, I don't really know. But it's it's funny. Like, Sonny Hate 5-6 always jokes around with, like, the Hate 5-6 effect. Yeah, I mean, but it's got to be. That's, like. That's, yeah, like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know, man. Like, I don't know, dude. Like, we, it definitely like it, we got like a lot of attention from it for sure. I don't. I'm not sure how much it went up. It definitely jumped up a little bit, and definitely definitely helped us out as far as like reaching more people and like newer people that might not have known about us. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't. I don't know like an exact number or anything. Oh no, I, I don't. Just, I I just find it funny. I see it in places I'm not looking for it. You know what I mean? And then it just pops yeah, up. Like, like Jesus like, Christ, this thing again. Like I'm sick of seeing it. You know? Like but but yeah. <laughs> and you know, like after a while, it's just like all right, like beer guy video, great. Like <laughs> God bless that guy. Like that that dude took it like a champ. Like we, I just talked to him uh, a couple times too. You know, so yeah, he's like a really good sport about everything. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, if you're there yeah. and you're standing, you know what's you know where you're at. You I mean you're wearing a shadow realm jersey? You're good. You don't mind a <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But I yeah, mean, like like you said too. Like I have a friend. Like my actually my like same friend who I got into hardcore with. He's no longer like affiliated with hardcore, but uh, he lives in Texas now. And some like random girl he works with like turned to him and like showed him the video, and he was like. I was like, what the fuck? And then he, like, hit me up about it. He's like, yo, this, like, random girl at work showed me the video of the beer guy. And I was like, holy shit. Like, that's when I was kind of like, oh, fuck. Like, this is kind of made it outside of our realm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It was, it got too much. But it's <laughs> I mean. No, it's a good, it's, it's, it's a good problem to have, right? It's, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. it's, I, you can't even call it a problem. 
but that's that's <laughs> that's good. Um, I was just curious because look at like I said, it keeps coming up. It's been a couple months now, right? And uh, keep, um, but uh, okay, so a bit of a serious question, kind of. It depends which way you want to take it. Um, lyrically, I've been listening to the, diving into the lyrics a little bit. I don't, I can't read them. So, but luckily, your guy, I can make out his voice very nicely. So, um, being in a band as heavy as MH Chaos, right? Do you feel like you get pigeonholed in some dumb goon beatdown bullshit where your lyrics aren't even analyzed because it's just heavy? Where I think you, I think there are some things that are being said specifically towards the end of the record that are more, uh, I don't know, they're more important than mosh riffs and shit. You know, like there's actually more lyrical depth to it. Do you think that yeah, yeah. that that uh, people are going to latch onto that or is it just going to get lost in a heavy hardcore? I mean, um, on one hand, I hope, you know, yeah, like people do read into the lyrics and I think we'll do our best to, you know, put that out there because it is, it is so important. And, like, we do have a lot of shit to say on this record. Um, you know, I, I you know, I can't hate on someone just fucking liking the music and want to just go fucking punch someone's head off. We fuck with that, too. But, like, listen to the lyrics, because, like, if you're not doing that, then I don't know what the fuck's the point Yeah, this shit. And I, I feel um, like, too, like... Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Please go ahead. But uh, just, like, kind of with, like, our lyrics and stuff, like... Yeah, the like people might say the music is just like beat down and thuggy, but like the I feel like a lot of the lyrics and stuff are like kind of painful and just like dealing with like depression and like uh, losing people you love to that and like to addiction and stuff like that. Like I think it does in a way the lyrics kind of match the music as far as it being like kind of like the darker side of things at some points. But right. I think I think too like I feel like we do a pretty good job of like keeping it. Like, it's serious, but at the same time, like, we want people to have fun at this, like, you know, have fun with your friends and shit. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, I feel like definitely, like, there's more to us than just, like, a beatdown band. Like, I definitely think people will appreciate the lyrics, especially, like, after this last year and a half, like, dealing with whatever, whatever shit everyone's had to deal with. Like, everyone has their own shit. But I think after this last year, like, I don't know, hopefully, like, other bands have done for us, like, our lyrics will help somebody through, like, the bullshit. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. No, I hear. And uh, the uh, I think again, what helps is uh, I'm sorry. What's this? What's uh, what's the singer's name? I forget his name. Dave. He has that very unique voice, which I think is part of one of the big reasons why the first time I, why MHKS sticks out so much and why I like it so much is a lot of times it's just that those vocals, are, you know, they draw me in. I love that. Um, but it's but I like that you can hear what he's saying too. But like like so. Heavy, like I don't know. I don't even fucking like talking about beatdown because I feel like I don't feel like MH Chaos is a beatdown band. I feel like beatdown is something that I can barely stand. Um, <laughs> like, 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 don't get me wrong. There's some bands that I love that people will probably consider beatdown. Stout, I love Stout, but you know, sure. like, is that beatdown? I don't know, but I love it. Yeah, um, I wouldn't call you guys that, but there's, but there's other bands like re- really, really heavy bands. That I've been listening to my whole life, not my whole life, my whole life into hardcore. Friends with them, and I couldn't tell you shit about their lyrics because, as far as I know, they're kind of just nonsense. Billy Club Sandwich, love that band. I don't know that. Uh, I don't know if Martin has any meaningful lyrics. I don't know. I generally don't know because when I hear that band, it's just like, all right, time to be a goon. You know, I'm the fucking murder somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> like, so that's what I mean. Like, is there any like? 
I guess it's it's not necessarily a bad thing that there's that there's two uh, there's two ways to or or both ways to interpret MH chaos where all right I'm just going to be a caveman right now or I'm going to be a I'm going to actually listen you know but uh but uh, anyway yeah so this record's coming out on both fast break record and from within what's that arrangement how's that work um so it I mean it, it's kind of just they both are putting out um, vinyl and um, Fast Break is doing the CD. They okay. did a limited amount of vinyl, um, and then Carter from From Within is also doing vinyl, different colorway, but it's just um, the new record. And the Fast Break version has our demo and the split songs on it. Um, so the that's vi- kind of the different. vinyl does too. Yeah, the vinyl oh, does okay. too. Um, so that's the kind of cool thing about it, but. Uh, essentially, like when we got done playing FYA Fest two years ago, um, fucking Joe came up to us and you know he fucking was moshing with a broken hand, and you know we could, we never really met him, but we could yeah. tell he liked the music, and you know he came up to us after the set and said he wanted to you know put out a record for us and do something with us in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't know what it entailed, like what it was gonna be, but. Uh, yeah, eventually, you know, we connected and uh, he was working with Fast Break. We got that hooked up. You know, they got a great team. Yeah. Like everyone with Fast Break, it's like fucking phenomenal people, as you know, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also met Carter at FY2. Uh, so fucking that was around the same time we're all connected and it just made sense. You know, they knew that, you know, Carter knew that um, we were putting out a record. So he reached out if, to do extra vinyl and, uh, it all worked out, and you know we're grateful for that. Um, there's some additional a colorway through days. Uh, Lumpy's doing that. Fucking shout out to him. Uh, he's fucking putting out great bands. Um, that Momentum LP that just came out was really yeah, that's, sick. That's, yeah. Um, but and then Nuclear Family from the UK. Uh, they're doing a, a limited colorway, uh, limited um, alternate cover. So. Yeah, I mean, we're just fucking grateful for these parties and people are fu- that are fucking down to help put this record out. So, yeah, it, it somehow all worked out. Um, yeah, it's fucking essentially just one one scene working together to help us, and we're very grateful for that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely super grateful because like, everyone involved is, like, over the last... I guess almost a year that we've been working and like talking about all this, like everyone involved has been busting their ass and like to see it all come together like that and like be where we're at now with it. Like we're super grateful. Like it's nothing we could have ever imagined. This is just, just some shit to put on for Chicago and just have fun and like to have it, to see it come to this point and see like people giving a fuck about it and like putting in time of their day to just to make things happen for us is just like super surreal and we're definitely just like so grateful for it yeah and you too man like yeah you too sure like oh thank you the pleasure is all mine you know like i said i've been listening to you guys for a few years i'm excited to see that you guys are getting a, a lot of the treatment right now that you are um, definitely popping up on a lot of radars. I was reading interviews with you today. I was, I saw your stuffs out there. Um, I listened to the Terra Zone episode. Um, you know, and and obviously you're going to be doing a lot of these things, uh, like we talked about earlier, and and that's good for you. And I hope it continues because you got you got the right people in your corner. Obviously, I mean, you've seen how how effective that is already. And uh, you know, as all 
all due respect, as soon as Joe Hardcore puts a stamp on it, that's pretty much as good an endorsement in, in Hardcore as you can get, really. I mean, you know you're going to get pushed, and uh, and he's going to do it. So uh, good, good, good on him for uh, being a man of his word and getting you guys hooked up the way you have. Also with Fast Break yeah. Records, um, I know several of those guys, so I'm, I'm very glad to see that they're working with you guys. That record label, I think, has been underrated over the last few years, and they've brought a lot to the table. Um, yeah. But uh, whether people not notice, I don't know. Uh, all right, so when's the last time one of you got punched in the face? Not too long ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't long ago? Uh, it was It was pre-pandemic um, for me. Yeah. I mean, about just, the, the, that chrome Yeah, yeah. Stupid uh, shit. Pit beef, I guess. <laughs> Fucking Lollapalooza-ass motherfucker. <laughs> I was curious. I was thinking about it today. I was thinking, like, it's been like... 10 years it's been a decade since like that ever had since i like got in a, a fight and i was like that's very good first of all it's, that's great that's that's very good and i was like i wonder like i wonder if people who are more active uh, have <laughs> can say it's been 10 years and you know i don't know that's, that's a great question it's <laughs> a, a good question i mean shit i mean for me it's probably just a, like a show like moshing or something recently like been behaving myself <laughs> well that's i gotta i gotta ask it that way i gotta ask it backwards when's the last time you got punched in the face i don't want you to incriminate yourself and say that you know, <laughs> like, i can't say when's the last time because sometimes it doesn't go there's you know there's been times where i only got punched in the face and i had nothing to do yeah <laughs> like, you know. but yeah yeah sometimes um, those are the ones you need though <laughs> yeah sometimes i remember one time a guy guy came up to me and he he shook my hand and he said, we don't have a problem, right? And I was like, yeah, no, we're good. And I turned around and he hit me so hard. It was right when I spun around. It was right in the middle of the floor at the auto bar in Baltimore. He, I turned turned around and he clocked me. I swear to God, I folded in half. I, stay, I stayed up, but I like, and uh, luckily it all got, you know, I, I didn't punch him once, but uh, other people did. But he, uh, but, but that was... <laughs> You know, sometimes you just get get hammered for no reason. No reason. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, so I know you guys are pretty active. I see you coming out here to Pennsylvania. Uh, the Keystone, what do they call it? Keystone Winter Jam or something like that? Yeah, holiday. Hmm? This time? Holiday? Holiday, holiday Jam. Yeah, that's probably it. Holiday Jam. That's at Reverb Reading, which is just down the road here. Uh, what are the touring plans you got going on, if any? Um, nothing, to, nothing touring yet, set in stone. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe just some ideas, maybe hopefully to go to Europe next year. Um, that is maybe in the works. Uh, maybe try to do some fucking places in the U.S. that we haven't done. Uh, and then, yeah, we got like, we're playing, uh, playing our fucking record release coming up, um, in Chicago. Uh, that's going to be an awesome show. We fucking love every band on that, that show. Stoked on that shit. November sixth um, at Cobra. All right, this will be this will be out before that. So tell me about that show. Yeah. So uh, so first of all, fucking, it's at Cobra Lounge. Um, we all love that venue. People work there. With the food, the, the drinks. You know, it, it all holds a special place in our hearts. So makes sense. Um, we got Section Hate from fucking L.A. They just put out a killer fucking record. Yeah. Welcome to the Nightmare. So sick. Um, yeah, that, that, I, you guys, I think this is their first time fucking playing out in Chicago. So that would be sick. Um, Queensway, like we were talking about. Uh, great Baltimore band. 
pop be fucking sick to have. They they played Cobra Lounge like a few years ago, but this this time I think it's just gonna fucking pop off. Nice. Uh yeah, and then one on one uh from Pennsylvania. Uh yeah. Stoked to see them. That's this is their second show. I was just watching videos from their first show this weekend at that Buried Alive show. Look crazy. Is that um, are they out of like Pitt, the Pittsburgh area? I'm not familiar with them, but I did see the name on your show flyer. Yeah, um uh Greenfield Mike um, one uh Ten of Swords, Enemy Mind, Singular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, all right, all right, yeah, yeah. It's that Pittsburgh, yeah. man. Pittsburgh's so far away. <laughs> it feels like a different state. That's like Ohio and you know, we only so much respect for Ohio. But <laughs> No, um it's it's funny the uh I don't I don't know, my geography's terrible, but like Pennsylvania hardcore, it's really I mean there's it might be the same for you guys. I don't know. But you could drive like four hours and barely get to the next scene, you know, and, yeah. but you're still in the state. And, uh, you know, we have Philly. We used to have a good one here in central Pennsylvania. It didn't, it's not doing too well right now. But there's always been like Wilkes-Barre and, uh, and Nanny Coke up there, like, you know, Wisdom and Chain Strength for a reason, that, that area, Cold World, whatever. And then there's been, and Pittsburgh was always like beat down. Right, that was just like beat down area, and then you had Erie. That was a whole different thing, uh, but there's always there's there's just like these separate separate things. But that like Pittsburgh, I'm always out of touch on what's happening in Pittsburgh. Although they got that great record store and venue there from from AJ from Face Rec, which is awesome. But anyway, all right. So hey, before I let you go, I just want to ask because I like checking with uh, with people from other areas to keep me up to speed. What bands? Do you got going on in Chicago right now that people outside of Chicago might not be aware of that we should be? Uh, I mean, people, I'm sure people are aware, like Karma. Yeah. Uh, Ancha's other band, Sector. Uh, our other band, Grounds of Execution. I know they're like, working on some other stuff, some new stuff. Uh, Break the Cycle is a new band from here. Trey Five, another new band from the area. Some heavier stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bovice. I don't know if you've heard of them, but Bovice. Yeah, Bovice on upstairs split with her piece. Yeah. 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 yeah, they're real good. They're real tight yeah. live. They sound great. Good dudes. Um, if you're more into like softer stuff, uh, Beaver, our drummer, has another band, uh, Illusion of Choice, which is really good. They have like a demo up on Spotify. So if people are feeling some like softer stuff for the fall that's on there. That's just really good. Just <laughs> <laughs> put your flannel on. Get cozy. Yeah, exactly. Get sad. Yeah. <laughs> Get out the Kleenex. No, that's good. I don't know about you, but I listen to everything, so that's that's. I will check them out. Okay. Um, I was going to mention. Uh, we saw his band not too long ago, Payasa. Payasa. They. Yeah, yeah, dude. Fucking. I think like it was like the first show. It's like one of the first shows I saw in Chicago after the pandemic and shit, and I'd never heard of him, but. They were like playing the fastest shit, and out of nowhere, it got really fucking hard, and they started watching it. Sick. <laughs> That's awesome. I gotta check that out just for that name alone. That kind of works. It's the same way with MH Chaos. I'm not that curious of a person, so I just saw the name MH Chaos and like, what does this like? You know, like, it's like I gotta listen to like it. Better be good, you know. Like, you can't, you know, like, you can't have a name like that and have it. Suck, uh, you know, but it works. It works. Uh, but, yeah. All right, guys. Uh, I don't got much more for you, but thanks for doing this, taking the time on a Monday night. Fuck, oh, dude. Thank yeah. you, man. It's time to watch football, right? 
<laughs> yeah, who's playing the stupid Ravens and, and that idiot Dude. Carson Wentz? <laughs> I'm an Eagles fan. Yo, Fuck I, Carson Wentz. That fucking field goal. Um, I was at that game. Were actually. you? She was, yeah, she was sick. You know, but here's the problem with that field goal is that Justin Tucker is a shitty person and a terrible tipper. So <laughs> here's a story with, with, with Justin Tucker, um, a friend of, well, a hardcore kid in Baltimore. He used to work at, a, he used to be a valet at one of the uh, one of the restaurants down there. And Tucker was notorious for coming in and not tipping anybody. Oh, and, well, and, the- <laughs> so, so like even when like I'm sitting here with my fa- family and he makes that field goal, and I was just like, you know, but he's a shitty tipper. You know? <laughs> That's just rude. I don't even fucking damn. Fuck that field goal. Hey. That field goal wasn't shit. <laughs> and, and look, I'm not even the best tipper, but at least I tip, you know. And apparently Justin Tucker is not a tipper. So Damn. What a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully he misses one tonight. But all right, fellas. Let's get to it. Thanks for doing this. All right. I appreciate the time. All right. Thank you, brother. Yep. Later, fellas. To choose between good and evil, the choice will never be yours.
So there you have it. That was my conversation with the fellas in MH Chaos. The song you just heard was Natural Born Killer. We talked a little bit about that track, uh, including the fact that it includes some members of The Killer. And uh, yeah, it is as good as advertised. I will say that if you like heavy hardcore, if you don't like heavy hardcore, you will not like this record. Fairly simple. Again, as of Sunday night, October 17th, there was, I think, four vinyl copies left on Fast Break's website. At least that's what social media says. So uh, get there immediately and buy it. But I also mentioned you can get it from, from, with, from within as well. So do that. Do one of the things. Don't do nothing. Don't be one of those people. Uh, again, thanks to Anchet and Evan for their time, for the conversation, for their music. I think we only glanced over, but they also were both in another band called Grounds of Execution, which is very cool. And Anchet is in a third band called Sector, who I also enjoy. Um, they had a cool split come out sometime in the last year or two uh, with Raw Life, maybe. Am I remembering this correctly? Could be getting it wrong. I don't know. Fact check me. I don't mind. Uh, but yeah, okay. So that's going to be it for this episode. Lots of things I could tell you that are on the horizon, but you could just go. To, you know what? No, I will. Okay. So I have a ton of episodes recorded. Uh, we're getting closer to episode 200. There's only five more to go for that. Um, four more, I guess. And uh, I've got quite a few interviews already done. We have Heath Ray from Lotus Thrones. Trey Pemberton from Creeping Death is back. Uh, I got Mike Musilli of Become One. And who else is in there? Oh, there's one I'm recording tomorrow that you'll find out about later. But that gets us to 199. Some of the other ones are already recorded too for episode 200. See how it's plural there? Let's see if that actually works out. Okay, but uh, that's enough of uh, leading you on for now. I'm going to end this one with a track from the long-running, blackened, death, Polish metal band for... Wait, I said that like that's a genre, Polish metal. Blackened, death metal band from Poland, Hate. The song is called Resurgence. It's off of their new album, Rugia? Rugia? It's off of their new album. Let's just say that. It's off of their new album. It came out October 15th on Metal Blade Records, and if you haven't heard it yet, you're going to hear some of it now. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 